you're listening to that Sober Guy podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, happy life. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. I've lived a lifeless fool. I traveled each and every morning in. What's morning in? Excuse me. Name that comedy set. If you said Eddie Murphy Delirious, you have won a big fat fuck you. What's up? What's happening? What is going on? Let's get weird today. I hope you're enjoying the podcasts. I know um, a few of the last ones have been very, very good, and they've also been very, very deep. So I thought, what the hell? Let's get on the microphone and let's lighten it up a little bit. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying sober in your right mind, making changes in your life. Every day is a good day when you wake up breathing. Let me talk a little bit about what's going on. We're doing the meetings. Apparently, that sober guy meetings, for those of you who do not know, it's a live online meeting. Okay, you can join it from your laptop, desktop, iPad, iPhone, Droid, or right over the telephone. I've been conducting some of them, or should I say attempting to conduct some of them on Wednesdays. Apparently, that is not working. So Wednesday is a terrible fucking day for a meeting. I'm starting to figure this out. This is going to be trial and error, and I knew this going into it. So I think what I'm going to do next meeting, I'm going to try a Saturday or a Sunday. Now, if anyone listening to this out there is interested in the meetings and you haven't been to one yet, or maybe you have been to one, email me some suggestions. When are some good days, like Sundays you know, or weekends in general? Um, what times are the best times? We have different work schedules. We have different, um, different things going on in our lives. We're in different time zones. All that kind of stuff I know affects the ability to be able to attend the meeting. So please let me know. Give me some feedback. Hit me up, thatsoberguy.com, and let me know. So in the everyday life scenario, how do we change these things up to stick to our routines because we know that they work? but have a little bit of play involved to keep us excited, to keep us focused, to keep us so, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just not stuck in the routine. So you want to be in the routine. You want to be doing the things that are working for you, but not feel stuck in it. And sometimes I feel stuck in it. Although I would rather be stuck in the routine than the total chaos like before, um, if I had to choose, but how do we draw that line kind of down the middle to where we can still have some fun and we can still stay on the path and stay focused on our goals? I took some notes down here and I'd like to share them. We must find ways to have fun without the use of alcohol or drugs. We realize that the things we once considered a good time or a hard time almost always involves some sort of drinking. It didn't matter what it was, a birthday, a funeral, a wedding, a divorce, a promotion at work, the loss of a job, a great day, a stressful day, a concert, a ball game, dinner, lunch, sometimes breakfast, riding a bike, driving a car. I even remember sneaking booze into work. Point being, 
if we can allow ourselves to take an honest look at our past and be real with us, to be real with ourselves, we come to realize that whatever we once did, we always found a way to include alcohol or drugs into the equation. We were overcome with fear of our own reality, and we had to find a way to escape. Seeing the world through sober eyes was not an option. For me, it was outright fucking boring. Eventually, this lifestyle began to catch up with us. Some of us went to jail. Some of us lost our jobs. Some of us lost our marriages. Some of us lost our kids, our sanity, and some of us lost our lives. If none of the above happened, most of us still lost our pride. We asked God to relieve us from this obsession to drink. We asked him to show us a life free from the chains of addiction. When we truly surrendered to him, our lives began to change. Point being was the first sentence of those two paragraphs is we must find ways to have fun without the use of alcohol and drugs. And that's going to take some time, especially when we're so entrenched in everything we do, whether it's a birthday party or just like the list that I gave a divorce, a wedding, a funeral, a birthday, happy, sad, pissed off. It doesn't matter. We're always turning to that bottle or that bag to relieve that stress and to relieve the reality of our situation. Now, if we can learn to deal with reality, that's half of the battle right there. Just being able to be okay in your right mind. Let that motherfucker thaw out. It probably took me six months at least for my brain to thaw out and just like come back to normal to what it's supposed to be. It felt young again. It felt like a kid again, like some excitement in there. Now, that's not to say sometimes those type of things that the subconscious will take over your brain. So it's up to us to stay focused with that front part of your brain and use our conscious thinking rather than our subconscious thinking. And if we can learn to do that, that is how we can battle those thoughts that pop into our brains and that can sometimes overtake us and tend to stress us out and make us feel like dog shit, which then in turn can lead to a relapse or to being depressed or to being a dry drunk. You don't have to go drink to still be a dry drunk. That didn't make any fucking sense because that's a that's what a dry drunk is. You don't drink. But my point to that was is just because you don't drink doesn't mean you still are going to solve your alcoholism problems. You can still be a prick. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to control that. You got to, you have to work to change that. Okay. And we do that by educating ourselves, by reading, by doing meetings, whether they're, you know, live online meetings or whether they're uh, support groups in your community, building a network of friends that, you know, not your old drinking buddies. Those aren't friends. It's important to surround ourselves with people who have like-minded ideas and live like-minded lifestyles um, because that's, that's how we grow. That's how we change. That's how we, that's how we build that confidence up. If you want to be rich, then surround yourself with rich people. If you want to be a drunk, then surround yourself with drunk people. If you want to be a prick, surround yourself with pricks. Okay, point taken. We got to surround ourselves with people, places, and things that are positive in our lives. And that's what helps us succeed.
I always, I always say this because I feel like, you know, I don't listen to a lot of my podcasts, by the way, because I have a hard time listening to myself and it's been recommended to me. You need to listen to some of your shit because I don't want to sound hypocritical and I can be sometimes because it's very easy to say things and then, um, subconsciously to not do them. It's not that I want to do them, you know, or it's not that I don't want to do the things that I say that I should be doing. Um, but sometimes it just happens. But the important thing is, is that we recognize it and we're honest with ourselves and we go, yeah, fuck. I just, yeah, I did that. Or I said that, or I acted like that, or I had this shit, shit bag attitude today. And that's how we change that kind of stuff. It's not by burying it down in our brain and just acting like it doesn't exist. It's by addressing it, admitting to it and saying, yeah, this is what happened. I'm going to learn from that. I'm not going to do that next time. And if I do do it next time, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to say, damn it. Okay, I'm going to try again. Just like you fell off the horse, you get back on and you keep going. You get hit by the baseball, you stand up, rub some dirt on it and get back out there and play. You don't quit. You don't give up. You keep going. And this is something that I'm still learning by the day. Okay, it's not something that comes easy. It's not something I don't know if I'll ever conquer it fully. I don't know if anyone does. I think that we can all make very good attempts at it and we can get good at it. But it's something that I think, in my personal opinion, will always be there. And you have to find the tools and the ways to combat that shit. Okay? Let me take a sip of water. I got a joke for you. What's Bruce Lee's favorite drink? Ah, That's why I'm not a fucking comedian. I would like to be, though. That'd be fucking cool. Stand up. What do you do for a living? I tell jokes, motherfucker. Yeah. Take that. I make you laugh. But speaking of that, laughter is the true spirit in us that makes us feel good. If you laugh, if you can have a light heart, if you can not take things so seriously all the time, sometimes we got to take Sometimes we have to take things seriously, but if we can learn to laugh things off sometimes and have a little fun and lighten the fuck up, our days are going to get much better, much faster. Get done what you got to get done. Stick to your routine. Stick to your plan. Meet those goals. If you take a step backwards, who gives a shit? Keep going, you know, and laugh about it along the way. When you do fuck up, who cares? Now, I don't mean to sound like I'm standing on a soapbox right now, but I kind of am, and I don't give two shits. Who wants to give a shit, goddamn ton of a bitch? You're nothing but goddamn ton of a bitch. Heard that one before? Nope, me either. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about, I've been trying to do this fucking meeting called Baseball Without Beer, but nobody wants to come. Like, apparently, that's not a hot topic. And the only reason I thought about that is because baseball season's coming up. I'm a huge Oakland A's fan. And uh, Seth and I talked a little bit about it on the previous podcast that he came on a couple episodes ago. And what I was, what I wanted to get into is the fact, the reason I, I called it baseball without beer is I've always been a, a big A's fan. I've always been a big baseball fan. And as a kid, I went to games for the love of baseball. And as an adult, I went to games to get fucked up. Now, even though the Coliseum desperately needs a makeover, 
uh, and a lot of you know that who've been there. It's still got some uh, some history to it, and it's it's a great place. And it also has one of the best, if not the best, tailgating atmospheres in Major League Baseball. We'd spend two to three hours with friends or family pre-gaming in the parking lot. That was very common before every game usually. We'd be shotgunning beers and barbecuing. It's all part of the routine. Uh, eating the barbecue was a different story. That would just fuck your buzz up. So I might barbecue for everyone. Um, maybe have a bite of something. Maybe a chip and some dip. That's about it. I'm slamming some. A few puffs on the old Mary Jane, and it's time to hit the field. Right? So once we get in the Coliseum, it's straight to the beer line. And I'm walking away double-fisted with $24 worth of liquid courage. Right there. Fresh and ready to go. Excited. And feeling good. The days of hot dogs, Cracker Jacks, cotton candy, autographs, all that shit was gone. It's time to fucking party, right? That's the mentality. I'm not there to watch a game anymore. I'm there to get trashed. I probably watched an average over the years of two to three innings a game. And most of the rest of the time was spent in a beer line, walking to and from the bar for some shots or something. Or taking a piss in the old trough. I'd usually catch the 8th and the ninth inning. Now, don't they stop serving beer in the 7th? What a fucking coincidence. After the game, I'd drive home. I drove home with family. I drove friends home. Not a very good decision. And how many of us have done that? I'm sure a lot of us doesn't make us bad people. It just means we make poor choices under the influence of substances. And I'm a prime example of that. I think about all the times where I was so lucky for nothing to happen, you know, and, 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 uh, I thank God for that. For some reason it didn't. So since I've gotten sober though, I'm, I mean, a lot of things have changed on that. I'm no longer pissed at the world. I, I, I don't blame others for circumstances or my mistakes. I'm responsible for everything I allow into my life. And I'm also responsible for all the decisions and the choices I make. And the bottom line is I'm responsible for my happiness. So for the first time in my life, I can honestly say I know who the fuck I am. And that feels good. Somebody asked me one time, they said, Hey, um, you know, what are your regrets? And it was real simple for me. I nothing because everything that I've been through has made me the man that I am today. And I really believe that. So another thing for the first time in my life, I can truly say, I love myself. Like I love me in a non-selfish manner. You've, you've heard the old saying, we have to love ourselves before we can love somebody else. So I had a hard time loving people. I had a hard time trusting people because I didn't trust myself. I didn't love myself. Now I'm proud to be a father. I'm proud to be a husband. I'm proud to be a son, a brother, and I'm proud to be me. And I get to wake up every day with a positive outlook on life, excited to take in that fresh breath of air. I'm excited to take in that fresh breath of air and I'm a lucky, lucky man. So today, the Oakland A's games are quite a bit different. There's no beer bongs. There's no glass bongs. There's no tequila shots. There's no driving home with one eye open. But I'll tell you what there is. There's a sense of fun. 
and there's a genuine excitement for baseball again. I get to enjoy the game. Just like when I was a kid, I get that feeling back of true, genuine excitement and happiness. So that's what sobriety's given me as an Oakland A's fan, as a baseball fan, as a man. And that's just a little part of it. And you can have something like that too. Anyone can have something like that. You just got to want it bad enough. Go to the website, thatsoberguide.com. Check out the live meetings. I will be scheduling one here shortly for the next upcoming date. You can support the podcast, leaving us a rating on iTunes. Go on there and please do that if you haven't and you like the show and you listen to it. It takes a couple of minutes. It would really give me a boner, okay? It would give me a huge raging boner if you did that. I promise. If you also want to support the show, you can go on the podcast page. You can shop through Amazon through uh, thatsoberguide.com and you can also order Audible com an audio book on there that helps support the podcast or you can donate to the show and a mad shout out to my homie Cormac 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 I know I'm fucking that up dude I apologize but we're going to talk soon and uh, we'll get that straightened out all the way from Ireland dumping a few bucks on the old donut page donut dumping a few bucks on the old donut dumping a few bucks on the old donut how what the fuck I, I gotta leave that shit did you hear that Okay, let me try that one more time. Dumping a few bucks on the old donate page. Thank you. I appreciate that. Stay up. Stay positive. Hit me up. Send me an email. Let me know about the meetings. And everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful day. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Raymer. For information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.